0: Log Talk
1: Radio. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E Scott and we read it right here. I Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Who and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Bang, bang, Niner gang. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we ready right here here. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening.
2: It is Wednesday, 7 p.m. That means you are tuned in to Sports Talk with Kate Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we got a great one for you, Dodd Up. Uh, this evening, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk a little college football for the wrong reasons, unfortunately. We're going to talk about Pat uh, Fitzgerald, the, uh, uh, the head coach from Northwestern who was just dis- dismissed due to uh, the hazing allegations. Um, we're going to talk um, NBA we're gonna talk about uh, Victor Wimbayama. Um we're gonna uh, Spurs shut him down. I wanna give our thoughts and opinions on that. It was the right move for the Spurs? i should they allowed him to play a little bit more. Um, I also want to talk some NFL uh, as well. We're this week, ladies and gentlemen, we're less than two weeks away from the uh, start of training camp, so we've got to start you know, talking a little bit of NFL, a little bit here and there. Uh, this week, we're going, to, um, we're going to preview the NFC East. We're going to give our thoughts, our predictions, and our uh, preview and predictions on that. And then, of course, uh, we're, going to get into our, um, uh, we're going to get into our segments we got a good one. we got an HBCU segment this, uh, this evening featuring uh, former Temple University uh, head, head basketball coach John Chaney, our One Ticket, uh, of course, our Who Am I, and, of course, E. Scott's entertainment segment. So with that being said, let's bring in Mr. E. Scott. Uh, Mr. E. Scott, how are we doing this evening, my brother? Hey, you mad because my star you're admiring. Don't be mad. UPS is hiring. What up, though? <laughs> <laughs> my man, my man. Always sliding in like a, like like Kramer from the uh from uh you yeah, know from Seinfeld. Love it, brother, love it love it. Hey man, listen uh, we you know, we got we got a good one, Dada, for uh, uh for the uh for the audience here, man. And let's just dive right into it, man. Let's dive right into it and let's talk about uh you know, Pat Fitzgerald. Again, ladies and gentlemen. It's the uh the the former head coach of Northwestern University. Um he was uh let go. Uh he was um fired to the uh, the hazing allegations and it just this wasn't the normal um, hazing allegations. E. I mean you know I went through hazing well I didn't go, actually go through hazing because the way I went into college I was able to avoid it but I participated in some hazing meaning you know when I was an upperclassman you know I hate some of the uh, the the, uh, the lower class or the the, the, uh, the the lower classmen and we just did simple stuff like you know making them carry our, our equipment head and shoulders you know we would catch them off guard in the, in the dorm room or in the, or in during training camp and um and just you know shave their heads or what have you man just simple stuff but these these allegations are a lot different man and we're talking about stuff that's physical that's traumatizing some of these players some uh, reports are are saying that there was some sexual uh, misconduct that took on uh, that took place as well E. Um, I know you, you've heard about this, and I, and I know, you, you, you know you read up on, on it as well. Um, give me your thoughts and opinions, or give us your thoughts and opinions on, you know, how you felt about this. And um, also, a lot of people are saying that, well, Pat Fitzgerald is saying that he didn't know, <laughs> but the president uh, and the athletic director is saying he should have known. There's no significant evidence saying that he knew, but he should have known. But what say you? Okay, let's start here
3: capital Sanctuary Incorporated mm-hmm. does not condone or participate in hazing in any shape, form, or fashion. That's just we mm-hmm. want to go ahead and, you know, get that statement out there about the brother Capital Calvary okay. Incorporated. Now, with that being mm-hmm. said, first of all, there <laughs> is evidence that he knew because of the stuff that was written on the blackboard that hadn't been erased. What did he think that was? Secondly, when you said you weren't haze, but you participated in hazing, it reminded yep. me of the scene from A Few Good Men. Did you order the cold red? Did you order the cold red? <laughs> <laughs> You're right, no, on yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So now, here's how I feel about hazing. Here's my stance on hazing. As long as it didn't, as long as it doesn't go too far. It is a bonding thing. I mean, and, and, and I, I don't expect for everyone to understand that, and I, I do expect backlash mm-hmm. and criticism, but I'm here for it. I'll take whatever you got for me. But it it can be productive, just like a cold red. It, like, like my man mm-hmm. said, my existence while grotesque to you and the loss of Santiago while incomprehensible say, probably saved lives. I mean, now, hazing on a football athletic is not that far, but I'm saying I can see the parallel in what he's saying. Now, can hazing go too far? Of course it can. But anything in life can go Mm -hmm. too far. Anytime you're naked and people touching on you, that's too far. But the stuff you said, shaving heads, making them get your water, making them do your laundry, making them carry your bags, that type of stuff, it's almost viewed as a rite of passage. And, again, I don't expect everyone Mm -hmm. to agree with it. I don't expect everyone to condone it, but Mm -hmm. it it is what it is. Now, in this particular situation, I think he should have been fired because, A, it went too far, and for, B, to plead ignorance is not enough. Let's just say hypothetically we believe him, and he didn't know. Well, you still should be fired because it's your job to know. Kind of like when Sean Payne was in exactly. prison for a year, on Bounty mm-hmm. Gate, he's like, "Well, I didn't know." Okay, well, you're the head coach; you should know. You're still suspended. So, ignorance <laughs> in this case is not an excuse. You can't plead ignorance nope. and think you're going to get your job, keep your job, because I'm out of all the D1, D2, all the way down to JUCO in high school, mm-hmm. probably even even some uh, middle school. There's hazing that goes mm-hmm. on in probably every and yes. I would say in ninety eight percent of the football is. locker rooms out there. But again, there are degrees of hazing and yeah. and I don't condone violence. I don't condone sexual misconduct but I mean okay, it's like when my boys are younger. My youngest son came to me one mm-hmm. day and he was crying and he said I said, What's wrong with you? He said, Well my oldest son that did something to him. I said, well, are you bleed." He's like, no. I said, are you hurt?" I said, no. I said, hey, dude, well, that's just part of being a little brother. You're going to have to take some mm-hmm. I said, in my back. family, it's I was the oldest. So I was giving out the L. I said, but that's just, when you have an older brother, or you are an older brother, hey, man, this is happening. Now, if he's being malicious and he's trying to physically harm you, then I'm going to say something. But if he just puts you in the chest, you can't come running to me every time he puts you in the yeah. chest, because you're yeah. the older brother. You're just going to take sales. That's just how this works. Yeah. And I mean, to this day, they talk about me telling them that. I'm like, hey, you know hey, It is what it is, so. Again, I'm not condoning sexual misconduct. I'm not condoning violence in any way, but it happens. It's going to continue to happen. It's a rite of passage. It is what it is. Your boy should have been fired because he should have known.
2: Yeah, for sure, and I agree with everything you said there. Nor do I condone, you know, the the, the physical aspect of it, and, and definitely not the uh, the, the sexual uh, um, uh, misconduct aspect of it as well. I think the, the most physical it, it got in our hazing, and you know, we tied You know, you stuff you see going the NFL, you tie guys up or you tape them uh, up against their uh, up against the goalposts, or you just tape them up all together. You know, you catch them, you know, when they weren't when they weren't looking or they weren't ready for it. You tape them off, and, and so the coaches tell you, "All right, get him, You know, you know, you, you made your point. You got them. You know, let him, You know, um, you know, you know, cut them loose or, or what have you. E, and you're absolutely right. Going to the part, going back to the part that that uh, Pat, uh, Coach. Uh, well, I'm just gonna call him Pat Gerald. Can't call him a coach, man, uh, to be honest with you. But he, you know, he had to have known, man. He had to have known. And if he didn't know, let's just say I don't really want to give him the benefit of the doubt because I knew he. I know he knows. I knew. I know he knew. I just know it because of the fact of the matter is when I was at Temple University and, you know, every little thing that I did or every little thing that anyone did, not just just me, you know, there was a scuffle. I remember one time there was a scuffle in our dorm room. And you know, um, you know, the, my coach found out about it, and everyone who was involved, he called us to the uh, called us to the football office, called us to his office, and said, "What happened here? You know, whatever you think that you're going to do, the, the coach is going to hear it. Especially if you're a football player. If you're a football player in a top-notch program, you know, you're, and they're going to know who you are. It's going to be reported back to the head coach. And let's just say, let's just say it wasn't a bystander or what have you. You're going to have one of these players." who's like you, like you said about your son, whose feelings are going to get hurt. So they're going to run to mom, run to dad, or run to their their respective guardian. And what's, what are they going to do? They're going to immediately call the, the football office or send an email to the football office and, and say, listen, this is going on. My son was – this was happening to my son, this happened to my son, what have you. So I know he knew. I know he knew. I, I, and there is no way in the world that you're going to tell me that uh, that Patrick uh, Fitzgerald did not know what was going on, especially if it was something of this magnitude. We're not talking about, you know, you guys, you know, slap boxing, and you know, in your dorm room or something like that, and someone got hurt. No, it's nothing like that. This is some serious stuff, and a lot of these players are saying that these are long-term consequences. Like they're they're still affected by this. So these are these are serious uh, these are serious allegations, and for him to say that he did not know. It's just, like you said, it's ignorant. And you can't plead ignorance, ladies and gentlemen. You just can't plead ignorance. It's not a a defense. It's just not a defense saying I did not know, Uh, you know, for sure. Go
3: Now, I I do take issue with the long term. Some of the dudes is coming out Mm -hmm. of the woodwork saying uh, they in therapy Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff. I mean, it may be true, but come come on, K-Walk. If if it was that serious, you could have walked away. I mean, I, 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 I get it. But then again, I, I get it. I mean, you know, at some yeah. point I mean you might be saying, Okay, this is not why I'm here, I'm here to play football and I don't want to do this, this mm-hmm. and this then I'm not I'm not condoning snitching, but be a whistleblower. Don't come out ten yeah. years later talking about, Okay, oh, <laughs> right? I've been in therapy I know, for ten right? years because of this. <laughs> no, no, it don't really work that way. I mean, because again, I don't condone snitching, but sometimes things go too far. And you have to bring in, instead of snitching, I like it. I like to call it providing information. Sometimes you have to provide right. information to the proper authorities yeah. to make this stop. You don't take it for 10 years and then come back and be like, yeah, you know, I was greatly affected by this 10 years ago, which you may very well mm-hmm. may have. But I'm just saying I, I, I'm not buying it. I'm just saying, you know. Because, uh, okay, well, I think we can speak to this because of the things we've seen and done. I mean, yes. you know mm-hmm. exactly, so, for sure. It, but but we can't speak of them. You know, it's kind of like what happened in Vegas stays in Vegas. There you go. The first rule of Fight of Club, there is no Fight Club. You don't, so know, you don't talk about Fight talk. Club. <laughs> exactly. We can't openly talk about it. But you and I can read between the lines and see what's going on here. And again, in in life we have choices, dog. I mean, it, it
2: is what it is. Yeah, and for someone, and well, again, I didn't participate in anything that severe. Again, it was just strictly, you know, what I mentioned earlier. Just see the guys is carrying my, you know, my equipment, you know, shaving of heads, things of that nature. Didn't go, it didn't get too serious. Some of the guys took offense to it because you know they they, they felt you know they were they were used to being a, a big fish in a small pond, and now they're a small pond. I mean, small fish in a, in a in a big in a big pond. So they took offense to it. Like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm you know I'm this. I'm that. We get all that, bro, but. You gotta pay your dues. You gotta repay your dues. You you know you're going through a different uh, program now. You you know you're no longer that big fish, and, and and not only that, you these dudes are some big dudes, man. They can easily just say, get the you know blank off of me, get off of me, because we're talking about D1 dudes. We're talking about. You know, uh, Big Ten, uh, Big Ten players, man. So these dudes could have easily, I don't whether you're a freshman or not, could have easily just, 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 uh, you know, fought your way out of that, or just like you said, just dismissed just yourself from that, and just, just got yourself out of that situation. You know, you really could have done that. Maybe they felt like it was a tradition, I don't know. But after the fact, maybe it just took on a, a, a whole nother. It just went to a whole nother level. And What I mean by that, when I'm talking about that, the sexual aspect of it, the sexual misconduct aspect of it, I can't imagine what went on in there, and I don't even want to imagine, you know, th- what went on in that aspect of it. But, yeah, going back to Coach uh, Fitzgerald, man, he's uh, he's yeah, he had to have known, had to be held accountable. They did their investigation. Uh, You know, uh, Maggie Hickey, she did her uh, investigation. She led the investigation. And she's come out and said that, you know, there's no significant evidence that any of the coaches knew. But like the the AD said and the the president said that they should have known. They should have known and it's rightfully so. You when you're a head coach and you have these young men coming to you and your your parent and then their parents entrust you with their with their with their children or with their sons or these young men and you don't know what's going on with something like this, it's just no excuse for it, man. It really isn't an uh, an, an excuse for that. So yeah, he was first but, but also, shout out to the journalism
3: department at Northwestern because they're the ones who broke oh, yeah. the story. Not because because mm-hmm. Northwestern, the university, hired a and I'm putting up the air quotes a third party yeah. investigator yes. who didn't come back with mm-hmm. any of this after the again air quotes third party investigators,
0: <laughs> They Maggie, only sus-
3: they only suspended my man for two weeks. And those two weeks that he was suspended were during the complete downtime. There was no practice. Mm -hmm. There was no organized team activity, none of this. So essentially, (laughs) he was suspended during the vacation, according to the air quotes, third-party investigation. But no, nah, mm-hmm. the paper I know what's like, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. We 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 yeah. know better than this. Let's look in a little deeper. And again, your girl yeah. went in and found stuff written on the bulletin board. She's like,
0: uh-huh. I'm just
3: walking in here and I know what this means, how y'all not know? And y'all see it every day. And you <laughs> right. need to tell me if there are players who are truly on the team that is this unhappy, y'all ain't heard nothing. Like like the scene in New York right. City. When Nino walked around the table, so what happened?
2: Oh, there nobody, nobody,
3: nobody, nobody, a million-dollar-a-week enterprise reduced the road uh-huh. I never right. liked you anyway, you. pretty much, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> so yes, my sir, point indeed. is, again, like I said, shout-out to the Journalism Department at Northwestern University, there's, a crack, there's some crack, top-notch um, investigative reporters there,
2: yeah, for sure, man. And and you know, they're known for that. They're known for being journalists. You know, they that's you know, by yeah. well, Mike Wilbon came out of there. Um my my, my guy came out of there who's my favorite, who I try to pat my game after is um Mike Greenberg. He's from Northwestern, so yeah, some top yeah, yeah, not journalism. journalism Yeah, yeah, so I said Wilbon and, and, and Greenberg. And yeah, they're they they're yeah. the two I mean, yeah, so the, there's top-notch journalism there for sure. I mean, I think that's the one thing that you can go there for. is known for it. I think also like, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? like Juilliard type things, uh, Juilliard things of that nature. They're known for that as well. But yeah, hats off to the for that uh, investigation, nonetheless. So, uh, so great stuff there, E. All right, we're going to end that there, man. Um, football season is right around the corner, man, and. And you know I just can't wait to, uh, to 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 get to start talking about a little bit more of that. We're going to, we're going to touch on a little bit of NFL in a, in a, in a minute, uh, but uh, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk some NBA, and I want to uh, ask you about Victor Wimbayama and uh, the Spurs uh, sh- shut him down. He played two games um, in, in the summer league, and then they shut him down. And I just want to uh, get E's thoughts and opinions on this and see what he thought of the first game, second game, and, you know, if the Spurs made the right move uh, for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't already know, uh, you're about to know, you're tuning in to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, guys, this
3: is Jaquan J. Kelly, a.k.a. Jamel I. Reef, master killer of Wu-Tang and American Saga on
1: Hulu. You're listening to Sports Talk with K. Walker E. Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. Do you have any unwanted pests in your home or commercial building? Well, Wilson Termite and Pest Control, LLC, can rescue you. We specialize in bed bugs termites, rodents, and so much more. Just call Wilson Termite and Pest Control LLC at 803-764-2461 in Columbia, South Carolina and Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We're open eight to five weekdays and by appointment on Saturday. We strive to provide complete care for our customers. Visit our website at www.wilsonpestcontrolsc.com. That's Wilson Termite and Pest Control, LLC. We're your family-friendly and environment-friendly pest control company. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What What you gonna do when we come for you? Take your football game to the next level with the National Youth Football League. The National Youth Football League is powered by former NFL players and great coaches across the United States. They provide student-athletes with opportunities to play football year-round. Spring leagues in the greater Triangle area are now forming for ages 5 to 18. To pre-register, log on to NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. That's NationalYouthFootballLeague.com.
2: I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. And we are back. And again, you are tuning to Sports Talk with K. Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, before the break, ladies and gentlemen, we were talking uh, Pat Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald, excuse me, the uh, former head coach of the uh, Northwestern uh, Wildcats. Um, he was dismissed due to the allegations of uh, of hazing uh, and things of that nature. So, uh, so great stuff there, that first segment, Um, want to switch gears here a little bit, guys, and I want to talk about uh, – uh, Victor Wimbayama, uh the uh, the first round, uh, the first overall draft pick out of France, young nineteen year old man. There uh, played two summer league games. First game he had uh, he had nine points. Uh, I believe it was uh, ten rebounds and three blocks. Second game he had twenty seven points, twelve rebounds, and three blocks as, uh, again. E um, anyway, man, they the uh, the Spurs shut him down. Uh, you know I'm watching this guy, man. Watching this young man. And the first game, it just it just it was evident that this guy just wasn't used to this these type of guys. And these aren't even the top notch players. These are guys who are trying to just make the team. You know, make the team not not going to be superstars. or not going to be starters in the league uh, by any stretch. And you know, you could just see that the speed of the game was um, was a huge uh, not uh, it was a huge adjustment for him to make. Also, the the physicality aspect of it uh, as well. Um, yeah, I know he was going through some some guy going against some guys that who are essentially trying to make a team. So you know, it's one of those one of those uh, type situations where you know, um, I, you know, I just remember me being in college and 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 you know, you're just a scout team. You're going especially you going to get the scouts team and the scout team wants to make some noise. They want to open their eyes of the coaches. And that's what these his opponents were doing, man, but sometimes it looked a little um it, it looked it looked like it got out of hand sometimes. Some guys, you know, were just elbowing him, uh just going up on him because they, they knew they couldn't block his shot. Just trying to make it as physical as possible to try to get a name for themselves. But e, what did you take out of these two games uh from Ayama and did the Spurs make the right move in shutting him down?
3: Well, it, it, it's two different ways to look at this. Now, if they shut him down mm-hmm. in fear of health, because that is a concern given, you know, his size and how frail he is, right. I, I can kind of see mm-hmm. that. But if if he's 100% healthy and they have no fears about that, I think they made a mistake about shutting him down. Because, okay, he mm-hmm. may have been a star over in France, but that's not NBA competition. It's kind of like, right. you know, take guys you knew from your area, um, um, when you were growing up that were high school superstars. Then they go to a D1 mm-hmm. school and pretty much disappear. And you're like, but this guy was yeah. really, really good in high school. It's level of competition. He wasn't playing yeah. against other athletes, the best of the best. But once he got to college and he was playing against the best of the best, he's still talented, just not as talented as them. Kind of like like, like Wendy over there playing in France. Yeah, he was playing against some guys, but it. Any American that's playing in France or pretty much any team overseas is because he's not Mm -hmm. good enough to play over here. Oh, you know, it's not like, okay, you got a guy who's a great college player, but he has to go to a Juco. Well, he might be at the Juco because of Graves or because he was a knucklehead. He's not at a Juco Mm -hmm. because that's his first option. But if you had NBA inspiration or NFL inspiration, and you ended up in the XFL, or you ended up overseas, you might be able to play your way back, but you weren't the cream of the crop. You was not who they were checking for. You had to earn that spot. You had to earn your way back. And so Wendy over there in France, those are the guys we're playing against. And he gets over here, he's like, whoa, this is a little different. They, they, they hustle yeah. a little harder. I mean, they play a little harder. And if he's having problems, like you said, with the summer league guys, uh, what did he get to LeBron yeah. in them and AD in them and right. AD Day to day Davis is playing. I mean, with Draymond Green, I'm just thinking the, the Joker. I'm just thinking of real yeah. super MB. I'm thinking of dude Zion, dude Zion in the post, yeah. who 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 you know who who is gonna be there? Not your ifs, ands, the mm-hmm. buts. We're talking about the real dudes on in the post. So, yeah, if he's 100% ready to go, they're making a huge mistake Mm -hmm. by shutting him down because what are they saving him for? He need to get all the run he can get against this level of competition.
2: Yeah, I mean, great points there, man, for sure. And he's actually come out and said himself that the biggest adjustment, I think, after the last game, he said, you know, the speed of the game, uh, you know, was a major adjustment, uh, you know, for him and the physicality aspect of it uh, as well. Um, I don't know if you watched any of the games, but I know if you watch some highlights or just watch, you know, Sports Center or what have you. You know how they love to do. They love to build guys up, you know, to, to to break them down. And you know what they do is they they, they show, at one point they'll show his highlights, and then at one point they'll show his lowlights. And then um, you know they showed a lot of him, you know, getting hit, falling down, grabbing his arm, grabbing his you know his face or whatever if he, wherever he got hit. And a lot of that was, you know, was, was brought, I mean, it was brought to attention, and, and he's going to be scrutinized for everything because the fact of the matter is, they label him as, you know, the, you know, the the, the, the greatest prospect um, in, in the draft since since LeBron, and you know, some guys are talking about him being possibly has potential to be the greatest player of all time. I, I don't see all that. I get the prospect aspect of it, but um, I'm watching this young man, and he definitely needs to get in the weight room. For uh, for sure. I mean, he definitely needs to get into the weight room, not just to put weight on. I think he just needs to get stronger because you can you can put weight on. I mean, you can get stronger without necessarily putting on you know a, a ton of weight. I don't think his body. I think his body's still young, and you know, I think that metabolism is still running high and still fast. And I don't think he's going to be able to put on weight immediately, um, you know, like that. But I definitely. Think he can get in the weight room. He can be stronger. You know, they have those drills where, you know, you, you, they're hitting you, know, they're, they're putting the bag on you and they're bobbing you up and giving you that, you know, that work, you know, getting you rest, ready for the physical aspect of it. Because like everything you mentioned, and you mentioned some of the great ones, but there are still some of the guys. You know, you got Carl Anthony Towns out there. You got Rudy Gobert, uh, you know, out there. You know, this, you know and, you, and, you know, you, you, the, the West is loaded. The West is loaded uh, for sure with guys that's going to beat you up down low. So kind of agree. I guess I can't kind of agree, but I agree with them shutting it down if it's due to that, if it's due to that, because he's shown that his game can transfer, um, can, he can transition his game to the NBA. He's shown that with the 27 points, thirteen re- or 12 rebounds, and, and three blocks. He's very hard to score on, man, because he's so long, um, you know, eight, eight and a half foot wingspan. I mean, it's really hard to score over this guy. But I think if, if they're going to shut him down because they don't want get to him, get him hurt, because he was taking some unnecessary hits, and I'm talking about from guards, and he's flying all over the place, you know, when, when guards hit him and, and things of that nature. So um, I agree. I agree with them shutting him down. I just hope that, you know, I, it, it's the Spurs organization. So you know they, they they never make the wrong decision they were, or rarely did they make the wrong decision. You know Pop is still there. Pop just signed you know a uh, a, a five year extension. So he's going to be there, and we know how successful Pop is. You know, and and bringing some of these guys in like a you know a, like a, a David Robinson, like the big fundamental. You know, like a Tony Parker and uh, Manuel Ginobili, all those guys. So you know, and I, I think he's good, they're going to put him in the right situation where um, he's going to succeed. I don't think they want him going out there just to get beat up by some guys that are just trying to make, you know, you know, trying to get theirs, if you will, you know, trying to just get, you know, get noticed, not necessarily, you know, be a starter in the league or anything like that. Just to get, just get that, that that weekly paycheck, monthly paycheck, however often they get paid in the NBA. But, yeah, he, um, I agree with that, man, for sure. And, um if we're shutting him down, so let's see how he goes forward uh, going forward.
3: Now,
2: he, but um, let me go ahead. Go ahead.
3: There's a couple of things that you said. I just want to comment on. Like you said, uh, his mm-hmm. metabolism and his youth, and and I agree wholeheartedly with all that. I think that's kind of why mm-hmm. the NFL says, "Oh no, dog! You gotta, you gotta put yeah. three years in somewhere else before you come out here, because you will literally get killed." I mean, you know, yeah. in the in NFL, point. the NBA is not as physical, but yeah, that, that his body's still developing, and he's still, you know, like I said, his metabolism and all that stuff. So hopefully,
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know, he can get it together and whatnot. But yeah, I think. This is one of those cases where the NFL has gotten it right over other sports. And there is very few things you can yeah. say about the NFL getting right over other sports, but this happens yes, to be I... one of them.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's an that's an excellent point, man. I I keep forgetting that the NFL you have to go what 3 years. Um you have to be 3 years in before you're, you know, you're eligible to go there. And and you make a great point and you know and right now I know the it's not as physical the NBA is not as physical as the NFL, but you still have to be physically ready and, and mentally ready as well, uh, you know, for the most part. And that's why you're seeing some of these guys get injured, um, you know, right away, like the Zion Williams and like the Chet Holmgrens um, um, as well. I mean, the list goes on and on, but those are the guys for sure. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, I didn't say anything. Oh, I thought she was uh, gearing up to say something.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I
2: mean, I I agree there. But I mean, let me ask you this question, and then uh, we'll move on. E, anyway, um, you know, let's say he stays healthy. I mean, let's say he stays healthy. You know, perfect world. Does does uh, does Wimbayama? Uh, does he? Is he the uh, your rookie of the? I know it's so early. We only saw two games. But um, if you're a betting man, would you say that he's going to be? he's going to be the rookie of the year, or do you have someone else out there like a Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller? And I just realized the other night or last night that Chet Holmgren is still considered to be a rookie as well because he he sat out the entire season last year. But uh, what say you about Wimbayama and him possibly being the rookie of the year? I I think right now it is really
3: early to say, but based on the two games that he played in, I'm going to say no. Because although the okay. second game was, was was good, again, look at the level of talent he was playing against. It was the same level That's of talent right. he played against in that first game, and they shut him down. It just right. seemed like he figured out mm-hmm. some stuff. Yeah, the boy out of Alabama, the one who got into trouble, and then, yeah, like you said, school,
0: Luke, yeah. mm-hmm.
3: I, I think they mm-hmm. may have a better shot just because I think they're going to be used a little different than him. But, you okay. know, we, we'll have to wait and see.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know it's early, man. I know it's early, ladies and gentlemen. But I had to pose that because you know he, he's the hype, man. He's the hype. So why not? You know, let's go a little further and see if he'll be the uh, the rookie of the year right now. But uh, yeah, uh, I think he'll adjust, man. I just hope he gets in that weight room and 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 uh, and hopefully the game slows down for him and he gets a uh, you know a lot stronger uh, for sure. All right, good stuff there. All right, what we're going to do here, ladies and gentlemen, let's let's take our next break. When we come back. I want to switch it over, switch gears, and I want to talk about the uh, the NFL, and I want to talk about the NFC in, in particular, the NFC East in particular, and um, also Saquon Barker has come down, come out, and said that you know he's he's pondering sitting out Week One. Um, you know he hasn't signed that franchise tag, and he has until the seventeenth uh, to do so. So definitely want to talk about that, and also want to hear his thoughts and opinions on who he has winning the. Uh, the NFC, uh, the NFC East for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, give you a tune in Sports Talk. That's
3: easy. <laughs> I can give you, you don't have to cheese that I can give you that now. <laughs> Let, let's, let's break Go that ahead. down,
2: though. Let's break it down as far as why you did that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> too funny, too funny. All right, again, ladies and gentlemen, Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio.
1: You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Your skin isn't just skin.
0: It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, smoother skin, you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash.
1: Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile, LLC, is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontilethenumber2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Just search J. Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson. Hey, South Carolina. Greetings from
4: music recording artist Marcus Allen. Our accountants at Javis Tax Service won the state's best tax office. In the state, they're open year-round to serve you
1: from Columbia's only drive-through office. Give them a call: 803-419-1001. That's 803-419-1001. Never had it so good.
2: And we are back. And, again, you are tuning to Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, before the break, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we were talking a uh, little Victor Wimbayama um, and uh, the fact that uh, the Spurs are uh, shutting down for the remainder of the summer. Uh, both agree. Well, I agree that it, it was, uh, you know, for the, if it's for the right reason as far as the physicality aspect of it, we both agree that it was the right move uh, for sure. Again, as I mentioned before the break, uh, I wanna to talk to uh, NFC East. He kinda of tipped his hand. He didn't even tip his hand, he just gave the answer out right 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 away. But that's all good though. Um hey, let let's talk about this uh let's talk about this division. First I wanna talk about um I think we're gonna be in agreement that who wins this division A. But um, give me your thoughts and opinions on uh, these teams and, and how do you see these teams playing out. Uh first I wanna talk about the uh the Washington Commanders. Let's start from the bottom and pretty much just work our way up, if you will. Uh we got the um the Washington uh Commanders. Um, you know, they, they got you know still have River Bowl Ron uh, you know, at the helm as the head coach. They, uh, you know, they still have um, uh, Jack Del Rio as the defensive coordinator, but they have a new offensive coordinator, and a lot of people uh, are going to have eyes on this guy because, you know, a lot of people are saying that, you know, was he the reason why the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year and they won two of, of the last three or four, um, and that's Eric uh, he's going to be the uh He's going to be the new offensive coordinator there. Don't know what's going on with that quarterback situation, and you know, there's a lot of questions around that. Is it going to, is it going to be Sam Howell? Is it going to be, uh, you know, Carson Wentz? He, and, um, you know, and, and plus you got that all that nonsense surrounding, you know, you know Daniel Snyder uh, as well. What say you about this organization, and, and how do you see them them finishing?
3: Now, Ron, Ron Rivera is a defensive guy, right? And
2: Ron Rivera is a defensive think- guy, yes, he yes.
3: And I I think I ran somewhere a couple months ago, they didn't pick up the 50-year option on Chase Young. Is is that correct?
2: That is correct. You're absolutely correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: So, Rubo Ron about to get fired. That's coming. The writing is on the wrong there. He's on his way up. I don't know if the enemy – I mean, I believe in the enemy as an offensive coordinator. But I will also say with the caveat, he had a plethora, Mm -hmm. k has got you know, show talk with k walking he's got favorite words. He yeah. had a plethora of talent mm-hmm. over there. He doesn't yeah. have that with the commanders. Now, I'm not saying he can't pull a rabbit out of the I'm not saying he can't be great. But it's going to be a lot harder when you call in play for Carson Wentz wrestling play for Patrick Mahomes. I right. mean, first of all, you had Tyree Hill. Um, now you got Lord knows who. Um, mm-hmm. you, you don't know who your quarterback is. I don't know who your running back is. My my point is I, I think the enemy is good at his job, but he's not a miracle worker. So that's going to be extremely challenging, if you will, over there. Del Rio's a defensive guy. Um, he'll probably get fired before we run when they start 0-8. They'll <laughs> fire him first. And then, you know, about the ten eleven mark, they'll roll Ron up out of there and bring in the interim coach. I think Friday is when the sale is supposed to be approved or whether or not mm-hmm. the commanders will be sold I mean, it's a whole lot going on over there. You got a guy like Chase Daniels, he's um uh not Chase Daniels, Chase Young. Uh availability mm-hmm. is the best ability. He he even stealing money for a couple. You want to lose about DC? John Wall, Brad, Bill. You just go DC, DC and steal money. You 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 just get millions for showing up in a. In a polo. It used to be a certain tie, but now it's just a polo and some khakis, and you get millions. So I don't know exactly what's going on over there, but I think it's apropos yeah. that you say they're going to finish at the bottom of the division. I, I wholeheartedly concur with that sentiment
2: yeah for sure and you know you mentioned the uh, other running I mean the receivers you got Terry uh, McLaurin over there he's their number one receiver not a bad receiver but I mean you know he's not going to be you know your first pick or you're not going to be thinking about him you know when you're talking about all pro or anything like that then you got you know Dotson over there he's actually a decent uh, uh, uh a decent receiver they got Curtis Samuel from uh from Carolina as well, they had the one running back. They have the one running back, uh, Brian Robinson, the one who was hurt or the one who got shot in his leg uh, last year and came back, the rookie. So they have him there. But you know, e after that, you're really not saying anything when you look at the quarterback situation. And I know I mentioned uh, uh, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is no longer there, ladies and gentlemen. I, I apologize. It's actually you got Sam Howell right now. You got Jacob, uh, Jacoby Brissett. And you got Jake Fromm. <laughs> Those are your three your quarterbacks right Jake? now. You know, right? Exactly. Exactly. You got
3: Aaron Scott. You got Kevin Walker. <laughs> and you got Jason <laughs> Collins. <laughs> Those are your three choices. Yeah.
2: yeah. Basically, that that's what it is, Ben. I mean, and yeah, I just don't see. I mean. Looking at the record, E, the best I can see them doing it is 7-10. And, and that's stretching it. And the only reason why I say that is because of their defense. I mean, they still, even though they didn't pick up Chase Young's uh, fifth-year option, you know, he's still there. And they still have a, a, a decent uh, a defensive line and, um, and sweat and pain um, and uh, also um, Allen as well. That defense still is going to be, it's going to be service. It's Going to be a top ten defense, in my opinion, um, especially when you got um, Jack Del Rio, um, you know, as the defensive coordinator there. So it's going to be interesting to see how much they can carry that team, because those little quarterbacks we just mentioned, yeah, I don't see much more happening in there. Eric is going to have to pull a rabbit out of his hat, um, to say the least, man, uh, for sure. So um, that being said, let's move on to the next team, and I'm going to just go up the ladder here, E, and I'm going to go with the. Uh, the New York Giants, man. The New York Giants, they got, um, obviously, they have Brian Dable, our, our good buddy, Chris Ortiz, uh, doppelganger <laughs> there. Um, they got uh, the offensive coordinator, and Mike casta uh, uh, and E. There are rumors uh, saying that Mike casta may be the new, uh, uh, he's the leading candidate to be the new head coach at Northwestern. That we talk about it, we spoke about earlier uh, in the show. So we're not sure how long he's going to be there. And then of course you got the defensive coordinator Don Wink, uh, uh, you know, Martindale. And then as I mentioned earlier, Saquon Barkley, he's not too sure. We're not too sure if he's going to to be ready for Week One. Now, e, let, give me your thoughts and opinions on the on the Giants. How you see this season finishing, and also please please comment on on Saquon Barkley what you think he should do, and what do you think he's going to do.
3: Now, Saquon is the key to the offense over there. I think even Chris would agree to that. I think the mistake that the Giants made was giving Daniel Jones his money and franchising Saquon. I think you should have flipped that. You should have gave Saquon his money, and you should have franchised Daniel Jones because, I mean, anybody else out there checking for Daniel Jones. I mean – I think Saquon is going to – but I see both sides. From a business standpoint, as the shelf life on a running back, especially a running back who has previous in, injuries, is very short. Because let's look, look at Zeke. When you gave Zeke his money, he ain't did nothing mm-hmm. to I mean, nope. it's just, it's, you can look at a whole list of guys <laughs> at that position. When you give them their money, they don't really do much else. But then from their standpoint, the running back, if I don't – Saquon's is like, if I don't get my money now, I'm never going to get it. Because – you know, my I only got a little time left, and at the end of that first contract, that's where you got to get your money because you're not gonna get it on the second contract. Now they're running back, so I see that. Now they brought in um, the receiver from Kansas City over there to help Daniel Jones out, but then you got to look at the offensive line over there. It's terrible. The defense is decent. But I don't really see them doing much else either. But they do play in one of the weaker divisions because Philly is really the only strong team over there. So they they could make some noise. I don't see playoffs because I don't know if they're better than Dallas. And it pains me to say that. But I don't know on paper, shout out to Princess Cooper. Um, I don't know I don't know if if the Giants are better than Dallas. I just I, I don't know. I'm not saying that they are, I'm not saying that they're not. There leaves a lot to be desired there. But again, if they can't get Saquon on the field, oh yeah, that's a wrap. They threw.
2: Yeah, man, and exactly what you said, man. That's the engine that makes that uh you know, that makes that offense go. And again, he has until July seventeenth, four PM to uh to either, you know, sign that uh the franchise tag or um have to agree to a long term deal with, with the Giants. And right now it looks like they're at a stalemate, meaning the Giants and Saquon Barkley. So it looks like they they both they don't like the either deal, they don't like what Saquon's offering or asking for it, and, and, and Saquon doesn't like what the Giants are offering. So you ask yourself, man, you know, he's not—he's already said that he's not going to play under that franchise tag, so that's very well in jeopardy of him not playing, uh, starting uh, week one, and they're going to need him for every single game. man. They're going to need him for every single game, a uh, healthy Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, and I, I don't know if he's making the right move here, E, by 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 not playing on that tag, I get he wants the money. But you got to look at it as a running back, man. It's the shelf life of a running back is not that long. And and look at look at Saquon Barkley. He's at that age, man, where you're gonna say oh, this is when the uh, the running backs start to decline in their career and i get that you know and saquon barkley hasn't had a consistent uh consistent career either last year yes was a great a uh, great season for him and he's basing it off of that i get that man but you we still got to see i think the giants want to see you be more consistent play under that tag and you know prove your worth and i don't think i don't think Quan Barkley feels comfortable with betting on himself, in my opinion. Because if he did, he I would, he would sign that tag, play under that tag, stay healthy, do what everything he did last season, and then go get your money. It's not going to be a huge contract, but it'll be it'll it'll be a good, it'll be a decent one for sure. And you'll get you'll get some quality uh, uh, um, uh, quality uh, guaranteed money uh, without a doubt and and like you mentioned e um this team right now i mean if you look at their offense i mean they did get they did get Darren Waller you know as you mentioned from the uh uh from the Raiders uh, they did pick him up uh, i think who's who's the backup there let me see Saquon Barkley backup is Matt Breida and Matt Breida is a, is a travelman he's a travelman he played you know played with the 49ers played with the Dolphins I mean, he's just a travel man. Uh, he started off as a, a a special team guy. So if you don't have Barkley, man, and you don't really know what you're going to get with uh, Daniel Jones, it's going to be a long road for those guys, man. So I don't know, but I think both sides are playing with fire, uh, to say the least, So, but we're definitely going to see how that one plays out. <clears throat>
3: I got right, next, I got one go I got one name for Saquon, Le'Veon uh, Bell. And if Saquon, yes, yeah. if you out there, Saquon, if yeah. you Wanda, if you're out there, you don't know who Labiel Bell is,
2: Google him. <laughs> Google his career. They'll tell you
3: all you need to know about you need to get your ass in there and sign that franchise tag.
2: Facts, brother, facts, and I concur with that, man. I'm telling I, you. i give
3: you a second name. Um, uh, um, what's his name? Um, Minnesota's quarterback, Kirk Cousins.
2: Kirk Cousins. That,
3: that, that's on the positive side of the franchise. No, say, I was about to say, he, he, man. He he, yeah. he the franchise himself all the way to the base. Yeah. So yeah. yeah man. Look up those two look up those two names and look at the different directions their careers went in when it came yeah. to that franchise tag. So yeah, do you your own.
2: Excellent point there, a different path, man. So you got. if you want to ask anybody how to work that franchise tag, please reach out to uh, uh, to Kirk Cousins. But also, if you want to know how not to work the franchise tag, reach out to Levy Bell for sure, man, for sure. So great point there, a. excellent point, actually. Um, all right, let's move on to the uh, – from, from – I can't, I can't stand saying it. America's team, man. Let's move on to uh, to the Dallas Cowboys. You uh, you alluded to them a little bit earlier. Um, you know, right now Zeke's not on the not on the uh, on the roster. Right now, the uh, the uh, running back is Tony Pollard, um, and then you have they got Brandon Cooks. They picked up Brandon Cooks. I mean, Brandon Cooks is it's a good name, but it seems like as he's at the latter part of his career. They still got Ceedee Lamb. Uh, obviously, they still got Michael Gallup, um, and they still got that offensive line, and of course, you know that that defense um, uh, as well when they want to play. But that offense and this and the success of this team is all predicated and relies on one person. Well, majority of the, all the teams do actually, but this guy is, is he's kind of under the microscope more than any other quarterback for the, for the most part, and that's Dak Prescott. Hey, will Dak Prescott? Can, I know he can, but will Dak Prescott um, get it done this year? Can he get them to the NFC Championship at least the NFC Championship this year?
3: No, Dak is overrated. I mean, Dak is in <laughs> Dak is in over his head. I mean, it's kind of like <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how they haven't seen this yet. I mean, if you're at the point in your career where Dak is, unless your name is Thomas Bartholomew Brady, you're not getting better. (laughs) Every season you're going to get a little worse. That's just the natural progression. Now, that doesn't mean you can't still play at a high level. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that. But you can expect to, at Dak's where he is now, he's not going to improve, K-Walk. He's either going to stay kind of right where he is or there's going to be a slight decline. Now, The bar for him already wasn't that high. So any dissension or declining is going to be evident only because of where he started. And you name some guys around him, I mean, I think they could be decent, like given the division they play in, but they're not going to be Philly. I'm not sure if they're better than the Giants. And I think it's time to move on from Dakota because, I think, like I said, I think he's in over his head. He put a lot of stuff on his resume, and then once he got the job and they asked him to do some of this stuff, he was like, "Nah, I don't, I don't know. How to hear. I mean, he put, on, he put on his resume that he was um, proficient in Microsoft Excel. <laughs> they gave him a spreadsheet, and he didn't even know how to calculate a formula. So, yeah, that, <laughs> chicken's coming home to
2: roost. <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. So, uh, so good stuff there. Yeah, I mean, I, there's there's a lot of pressure on the on this team. I think there's a lot of pressure on on Dak. Um, I think a lot of pressure is on uh, Mike McCarthy as well. But yeah, I don't think you know. I don't. As 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 bad as it is to say that, as sad as it is to say, they have all that pressure. Jerry Jones didn't really do too much to improve this team, man. And and, and, you know, to be honest with you, so it's going to be it's going to be like you know, let's just play better than we did that last year because you don't have anybody different. You don't have only only names you really have different is Brandon Cooks, and um and you know that's not really saying anything. Brandon, if you had Brandon Cook in his first three four years of the season, then uh, his career, excuse me, then you can you can say that They, they picked up Stephon Gilmore. Um, from Indiana, I mean from Indianapolis. I don't, I don't know. I think you know they're starting to pick up these guys who are in the latter part of um, you know of their career. So it's it's going to remain to be seen, um, but it's going to be it may be a long season for the uh, you know for the Cowboys. But if you're talking to a Cowboy fan, they're going to the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to the Super Bowl uh, each and every year. So um, good stuff there. All right, let's talk about the team that you know you. Have favored winning this, uh, you know, winning this thing, and and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, they made some great moves in the offseason. Uh, in, in in the off season. They made some great moves in the draft. Uh, we've seen what they did. Um, you know, you know, drafting of uh, you know, I think they were called the uh, the Philadelphia Bulldogs because they drafted you know so many of those uh, you know quality guys um, from uh, you know from the uh, from from University of Georgia. But e man, this team looks stacked, man. They they do they really do look stacked. They lost um you know they lost their big man from uh you know uh Javon uh you know, Hargrave uh, to the Forty ers He's uh, arguably one of the best defensive tackles. But they seem like they filled those guys in. You know again with some of those guys that they picked up in the draft. But also e and other people aren't talking about this too much. At least I'm not hearing it. They um I also they picked up Mariota Marcus Mariota to back up Jalen Hurts. I don't know how much that's going to help you, so hopefully Jalen Hurts doesn't get hurt. But nonetheless uh nonetheless, man, um they lost both of their offensive coordinators. I mean, uh, both of their coordinators. Their their offensive coordinator, um and uh and their defensive coordinator. Now, these young these guys that they brought in, Brian, uh, Brian Johnson, he was the quarterback coach, you know, last year for the Philadelphia Eagles. So he has some, you know, understanding on how the offense works. He has familiarity with these as players and, and vice versa. Now you have one guy in Deshaun Desai who came over from the Bears. How much um, – your thoughts are depending, because we all know that you, you have them favored to win this division. But how much of a – how much um, of it um, – how much are you concerned – with them losing both uh, defensive – I mean, I'll be – I said defensive coordinator, both coordinators.
3: Well, I'm looking at the ticker on SportsCenter every day, and I'm fully mm-hmm. expecting them for it to say Kirby Smart is now joining the Philadelphia Eagles. Because like you <laughs> said, they're, they're University of Georgia North. So when uh-huh. they lost their coordinator, they might as well bring Kirby Smart in. But no, right. um, it's got to be a big blow losing your coordinators. But as we saw in the past – Being a coordinator at New England for a good 10 years meant you automatically were going to get a head coaching job somewhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were just turning some guys who deserved it, some guys who didn't deserve it. But my point is they still managed to win because they had Tom Brady and Bill Belichick still. So the consonant remains. So if you can have that in Philly where you got Jalen Hurts who's playing really good football, fresh off the Super Bowl, runner-up, and you got the head coach there. I mean, you the co- coordinators are kind of interchangeable, and I still think they can make it happen over there because, like you said, they didn't lose anything big, and they also gained some stuff. Now, if Fletcher Cox show up to training camp in that blouse, I don't know what to say about that. But <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> shout, out, shout, shout out to Brittany Jones. But that—that is—I do think they—they, they, you know. Again, they didn't lose a lot, and they did gain some. I think they'll be right back there. I definitely have them winning that division. I don't even okay. have them being close. I have it being too coming down because, you know, the last game of the season is usually nah. a divisional game, and they try to have a tough matchup. I always yeah. see them resting players.
2: Yeah, man. I, you know what, man? A lot of people are saying that. I, you know, I don't know if – I see it too. E. I don't want to see it because I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not an Eagles fan, especially the way, you know, they, you know, they, they, my 49ers lost to them last year, and I'm saying that the 49ers lost to the Eagles. The Eagles did not beat the 49ers last year, but that's another uh, discussion for another day. But yeah, e, I I agree with you, man. I agree uh, wholeheartedly with you as much as I, it pains me to say it, but. The team looks like it's ready to go. It's stacked. It's reloaded uh, for sure. They didn't rebuild. They 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 reloaded, man. They really did. And I I don't think it's going to hurt them too much as far as losing those off losing those coordinators. Uh, I think they're going to fill right in. And I I think they're they have an understanding, uh, you know, of what the personnel is. And I think their personnel is going to fit their philosophy. And, and I and I think they they'll, they'll win the division. I think they'll win the division convincingly. Now, E, with that being said, man, I mean there's there a lot of people are, are saying that the Eagles are the team to beat in the NFC uh in the NFC. Do you have them as being the the the, the uh uh the big dogs, if you will, the bulldogs, if you will. Okay, let's stay with that. Let's stay with that theme. Uh, are, are they the bulldogs uh, of this uh, of this conference? Do you see the 49ers making any noise there, uh, challenging them? Are, are they more of a threat to the 49ers, or the 49ers more of a threat to the to the Eagles? What, what say you about that?
3: Well, right now, I'm gonna say the Eagles are more of a threat to the 49ers only because. I'm not. I mean, you may be, but me personally, I'm not sure of your quarterback situation over mm-hmm. in San Francisco. I mean, I can, I can, I would, I would entertain an argument for playing Purdy or, um, what's your other boy's name you gave about the for Trey Lance. Trey Lance. I, Trey Lance. Okay. The argument for Purdy. Look what he did. He played well. I mean, yeah. I, I think he deserved the spot. The argument for Trey Lance. Hey man, look at all we gave up to get you here. If we're gonna give up all that, then we gotta get you out there on the field. So, I do believe in Kyle Shanahan, and I think he'll make uh-huh. the correct decision. Although right now I don't know what that decision is. And again, right. I know who the quarterback in Philly is, and he's pretty uh-huh. good. So, I right now, but I, I don't. But I don't think the Philly's just gonna run through the NFC. No. I don't think that. I just think we're going to run through the uh, The NFC NFC East. East. Yeah, because the NFC East, East, there's there's a lot to be desired over there. But um, (laughs) I do think there will be some competition in the NFC overall. But if we're going to look at 49ers and Philly head up, right now I'm giving the edge to Philly only because, like I said, I know who their quarterback is. Yeah, and I I can't. can't.
2: And I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. I mean, I have an idea who the 49ers are, but a lot of, a quarterback is going to be, but a lot of people don't. So based off of that, I can't argue. Through. I just can't. You know, I want to see where Purdy's at, you know, come, you know, week one, come training camp, and then, uh, you know, we'll take it from there. I know he's going to be there at one point. I mean, what, he didn't come into, what, week 10, week 11 of last season, whatever it was. And, you know, he went on that run. So, you know, in, it's just kind of one of those things is can Trey Lance or Sam Darnold hold the fort down until Brock Purdy gets there. Um, if, if they have to, if, we, if the 49ers have to wait uh, for him to get healthy. But, yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, I, right now I put the Eagles uh, ahead of it. I think the Eagles, uh, the 49ers, are a bigger threat to the Eagles than the Eagles are to the 49ers. I think the Eagles are the favorite. They have to be the favorite at this point. And, I I mean, I could put a, a great argument as a fan of the 49 United, States, but I, I get it as well. You know, it's kind of like, you know, the public defender, if you will. You You know that the person is guilty, but you still have to come out and Hopefully you can you know cop a plea or you know get the you know get the, <laughs> the sentence reduced as much as you possibly can. So, all right, good stuff there, E. All right, we're up on this our uh, second hour, E. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick pause here, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, we're going to turn we're going to get into our seconds. We've got a new HBCU segment here, and it's going to uh, we're going to uh, highlight uh, John Cheney, uh, former head coach of Temple University, uh, former uh, former uh, uh, Bethune Cookman. Uh, uh, alum um, as well. So we're not a former alum. He is an alum. So um, we'll dive into that. Plus we'll get into our one-ticket segment, our Who Am I segment, and, of course, at the end of the show, our most popular segment, Eric Scott's entertainment segment. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning in to Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Be right back.
1: What's up, guys? This is Kenny B. Winning from Gobo. Go Black Owned on Facebook and Instagram. You are listening to Sports Talk with my dudes, K. Walker, Eric Scott, and they'll be right back.
3: Camp Lyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter-moves, A little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, camplyman.com.
2: Welcome back. Welcome back to Sports Talk. Okay, Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, before the break, ladies and gentlemen, if you are just joining us, uh, we were previewing and giving our predictions of the NFC East. Uh, we're going to do that um, every week up until, you know, season starts. Uh, we're going to start – it's getting closer and closer, ladies and gentlemen, so that itch is, is getting stronger and stronger, so we got to scratch that in slowly but surely. But um, nonetheless, as I mentioned before the break, uh, we're going to dive into our HBCU segment. I'm going to turn it over to Mr. E. Scott. Uh, Mr. E. Scott, take it away, sir.
3: Yeah, so tonight we're going to spotlight um, Coach John Chaney, uh, most famous for being the coach of Temple University, also a member of Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated, Chapter Invisible. He has transcended on to the Golden Shores. Now, what y'all may not know about Coach Cheney, he's from the Philadelphia area, and he was a star basketball player in that area but he did get caught up in a point-shaving scandal back in the day. You can Google it. And he came south mm-hmm. um, um, at his coach's suggestion and played at Bethune-Cookman right here in Florida, Daytona Beach, about 45 minutes from where I live. He went on to have a great career at Daytona Beach. He also coached at Cheney University in the Philadelphia mm-hmm. area, another one of um the U.S.'s oldest HBCU is not the oldest, one of the oldest, Trinity University. He was a coach there a while before. He had a couple of other stops until he moved on to his most famous stop, again, K-Walks Alma Mater, Temple University, where, you know, he was very famous. Um, they used to show him all the time on the sideline, on ESPN. He's one of the first guys mm-hmm. that black coaches, him and um, John Thompson, that they showed frequently. On the yeah. sideline, coaching the guys up. I mean, he's very revered within the Temple family. With Don Cookman, Cheney, and also as a member of Capital Side Incorporated, those are just some of the highlights from Coach Cheney's career. Um, k walker I know you told me earlier that you had a chance to meet and talk with him a couple of times. You want to share some of that with us?
2: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I mean, great. Uh, just a great guy. Everything that you mentioned, E. I mean, just some great accolades there. Um, you know, before I, I attended Temple University, we, we knew all about him. I knew all about him. I mean, at the time, I think, you know, Mark Macon, uh, you know, was the big uh, the big name guy there. He, he always had Temple you know, in the tournament, you know, winning the A T uh, the the Atlantic Ten tournament there. Um, you know, the big five guy uh, they had the big five there, you know, with LaSalle, Penn, um, Drexel, uh, Temple and I uh, don't know, am missing Penn, uh as well. So yeah, I remember you know, going into Temple uh University man and um, I just, you know, knew about him and he was like you mentioned, he was on ESPN, everyone was talking about it. Big big time guy, big time name. Before I went to Temple, before I committed to Temple, I just, you know, just, just marveled at the guy. I mean, because I actually grew up in the area in South Jersey, which was about 15, 20 minutes over the bridge from Philadelphia. So, um, you know, when I got there and I, and I originally committed to West Virginia and um, – and, um, my coach, not my coach, my uh, my father, um, you know, he wanted me to go to uh, Temple University because, like I just mentioned, it was 15 minutes from, you know, from home at that particular time. And he begged me to go there. And he said, I'd rather go, you know, go there than go to West Virginia. I said, but, Dad, West Virginia is a better university. You know, they got a better program. Don Nealon was the coach at the time. I said, uh, Dad, I want to go. And he, said, I, and he just begged me to go there. So. Finally, I changed my mind. But anyway, well, all with all that being said, I, when I go, when I get to Temple, um, and I finally changed my mind. It was a big ordeal that I changed my mind. I don't want to tube my own horn, Lito, But at the time, I was a big time recruit. They got me there, and I remember um, going walking into McGonagall Hall. At the time, that's where the Temple University basketball team um, played their games. Uh, they play at Lagarus La- 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 uh, Center now, um, uh, Leocaris Center. Excuse me. Um, and I remember, you know. Going into the uh, McGonagall Hall, and there was this car. It was a BMW E, and it was on. It was I don't know if you've never been to Temple. Temple is Broad Street. It's a, it's a it's a city street, and you know when you go to McGonagall Hall, you walk up the stairs, and then there's this big center block, or you know whatever you get and then the big the big thing in front of it. You can put anything there. You can park a car there, whatever. And there was a car parked there. I'm like, who car is this? Who has the audacity to park the car there? So one of the uh, the upperclassmen when I got there I said that's that's Coach Cheney's uh, Coach Cheney's car. I said okay, that makes sense. Only Coach Cheney can park you know, it. makes that makes pretty good sense. So as I go into the uh, McGonagall Hall, they practice e at five o'clock in the morning, and you could just hear that voice, that raspy voice he had. I don't know if you guys ever remember that, but I uh, just remember you know um, after practice um, we were leaving. I was going in the practice, we were going in the workout. I came out and he greeted me. He greeted me in the football office, and he, you know, said, he said Kevin Walker And I was like And, and I was starstruck man. I really was starstruck I said wow This guy knows who I am I said, said I'm Coach Chuck I said I know who you are Coach
1: I said you don't know, you know
2: no, no introduction needed And he was just telling me You know about how much He heard about me And how he thrilled He was there uh, I was there And he welcomed me there And he said you know You made a great choice You know I know it was hard For you to go through You know You know decommitting And, and coming here But you made the right choice Man you made the right choice And I was like Thank you Coach You know and, and it's made me feel you know, maybe so welcome, man, to to have Coach Cheney know who I was, knew my name, and knew who I was. It was just an honor, man, and and, and knowing that, you know, you know how big of a name he was. And just everything, you know, just seeing him on TV. You mentioned E, uh, you know, uh, with John, uh, with uh, Coach, uh, Coach Thompson as well. You know, they were the big, you know, the, the black court of uh, the black coaches, um, you know, in big time basketball. And for him to know who I was, E, and, and to, to sit there and welcome me there the way he did. Well, I am mean, I don't say he went out of his way, but he was there. And he knew who I was. It was an honor, man. And, uh, you know, I remember one time we were we – were, um, uh, this is the last story, but I remember one time we was at the, uh, um, with the, the cafeteria, and they were holding raffles for a basketball game. And he, it, it's funny. And then I was like, um, I didn't know the answer. One of my buddies gave me the answer. And it was like the, the question was, where did Coach Cheney go to uh, attend, um, attend uh, college? I didn't know. He, and my buddy was like, I, "My buddy was like, Kevin, just, 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 raise your hand. Just raise your hand." I was like, "I don't know the answer. Just raise your hand." Tell him it's Bethune Cookman. I was like, "I thought he was messing with me, you know, because I was new. I thought he was messing with me." So I raised my hand. And said Bethune Cookman, "You're right." Yeah. And it I did was
0: not. A haze I did thing You were talking about earlier. Yeah, that's what
2: yeah. I yeah, That's what I felt like I was being hazed. I thought I was being punked or hazed, whatever you want to call it. But nonetheless, man, you know, I, I did not, I did not realize before then, before that moment, that he was an HBCU guy, though.
3: <clears throat> yeah, he, yeah, he is. You know, like, like we've said many times before, HBCUs, we crank out some great people in I all know. walks of life in all aspects.
2: Yeah, that's good stuff there. Yeah, man, and, and, you know, just a just a shout-out to, to to the HBCUs, man, because I know we don't get to talk about it or we don't talk about it as much, and we're going to change that, E, and like I said, like, you know, I told you before, you know, it was recommended to us, and, you know, I'm I'm throwing that on you, man. I mean, I do my homework um, when it comes to the HBCUs, I mean, especially in the last what, two, three years, um, you know, with everything going on, Um you know, we start to hear more, especially with, you know, Coach, you know, Coach Prime being at Jackson State and, you know, you being an alum of Gramlin State and just hearing the different stories and, you know, me working with uh, Travis McGee, who's a, a, an alum of Morehouse. I mean, and an our CEO, who's a, an alum of, uh, of Spelman, you know, HBCUs, like you said, pump out, you know, some great individuals, man, some great individuals. The list goes on and on. I mean, I know my favorite player, Of all time, and I still think he's the greatest player to ever lace up football cleats, and that's uh, Jerry Lee Rice, you know, from Mississippi Valley State, man. So, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely, man. And 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 again, I welcome this, and I and and I love learning more, man. Learning learning about the HBCU culture, man, because it's a proud culture for sure, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead. No, 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 that 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 was pretty much all I, I
3: had. Um, all right. We, um, um, I'm going to try to get Brother Johnson back on the show because he okay. loves talking. He's Kentucky State, also in HBCU, but he absolutely loves talking HBCU. Sometimes me and him will just talk just uh, like, you know, like an hour or two, just strictly mm-hmm. about HBO football, basketball, um, just things of that nature because, you know, he's retired and loves to talk. So I'm sure I can get him on the show one of these weeks
2: yeah man and for our new listeners, if you don't know Eve, just give them the background of you know we know HBCU. you know you you went to H- I mean you went to grandma state and and you know I know some of our listeners may not know where we you know may not know where we attended school we like you mentioned, I went to temple University, but it's rarely spoken about that you that you went to Grandma State, and that's a proud university, ladies and gentlemen, so Eve, if you want to speak on that how what what made you go there um, what made you attend there, what you got out of it, all that good stuff. Brother. Yeah, I'm a proud um
3: HBCU alum, Grambler State University. Um, what made me go there I only applied to like three schools coming out of college and I I mean coming out of high school and I was accepted mm-hmm. at all three. grandland State University, okay. Northeast it's NLU at the time, it's University of Louisiana Monroe now, and Louisiana okay. Tech University. All which are uh northeast Louisiana up on I twenty. But when I was a senior in high school, Greenland has this thing called high school day where they load you up because we only lived about an hour and a half from Greenland. We okay. um, load you up on a bus. They take you down. You get to tour the campus. You, I mean, you, you, you get, you know, it's a uh, it's high, high schools from all over Louisiana that are there. So you're talking about a 1,000 high school students running around. There's like a symposium. You get to attend lectures. And um, at the end of the day, it culminates with a football game because it's doing football season. So you get into the game for free. And once I spent a whole day on the campus of Greenland State University, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is home. This this is the place for me. And um, mm-hmm. it, it all kind of just trickled down from there. I was like, yeah, I, I tore up the letter from Tech Northeast, and Northeast because I was like, I'm not going there. If I'm going anywhere. I'm going to Maryland. <laughs> and, you know, I, I made that my focus to make it happen. I mean, it was so good that um, a few weeks later after the high school day trip me and a couple of buddies and one of my buddies stacy had a car we drove back to uh-huh. grandma for homecoming oh, okay wow now i'm on campus unsupervised <laughs> because when i went with the high school there was, some, you know, the airport, there was some supervision nah dog now me and two of my buddies we drove up there for homecoming I'm a 100% unsupervised. I was like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to get. I, I started yeah. to stage that day. I can't wait to get back here uh. in the fall. <laughs> but, yeah, um, things I learned at Graham State University that I didn't know before because my high school was predominantly white at the time, and there was just so much okay. about the black experience, black culture, that I simply didn't know because I-, I hadn't been taught. And, I mean, I had professors in my life then that I'm actually Mr. Miles, who was probably my favorite professor of all time? I actually just texted him this morning about some stuff. Mm-hmm. I called, you know, I told him um, I'm his forever student because, and we talk mm-hmm. about different things in the media. One of the things we're talking about today is the death of print media, magazines, newspapers, oh, those yeah, things. Yeah. Are all but dead, and I know there's mm-hmm. probably some of our younger listeners right now don 't even know what those things are,
0: but <laughs> facts
3: print media used to be a big thing it's not no more, but I digress, and we're just going back and forth you know about that because like I always look to him for advice and whatnot. but my point is, um he taught me so much more than a book education, he taught me so many things about life, I mean just various things and and it's just it's just, the HBCU experience—I never been yeah. to a PWI, so I can't really compare the two. Cause gotcha. I don't know what it's gotcha. like, but I uh-huh. do know what a predominantly white high school is like compared to an HBCU, and they're just uh-huh. two totally different animals. You learn so—I mean, you learn. Okay, you learn. I didn't realize band camp is harder than spring uh, than football camp. And the yeah, HBCU. When you get to an HBCU. You will be in your dorm and you will hear the band playing at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning because they're already practicing. You go to bed at night, midnight, you will still hear the band playing. They have wow. played contingently all day. I mean, they'll break themselves. Yeah, got you, I but got, you, so I got you. The precision drills that you see them do, Especially mm-hmm. in HBCU, there is a tremendous amount of work that goes into those things. And mm-hmm. it's just stuff like that that I just simply didn't know. And it's just like I, I had, before this was even a term, FOMO, fear of missing out, I had FOMO back right. then. I mean, I remember <laughs> Stan and I, we had this thing on the yard. It's still there. It's called the Tree of Knowledge. It's right across the street from the cafeteria, what we call mm-hmm. the wall. I remember being out on the wall Till 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning, simply because of FOMO, as a freshman, fear missing out. Until I got that letter in my mailbox one day saying, You're in jeopardy of failing this class because (laughs) of your attendance. Also, this letter is already oh. gone home to your parents. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I got that letter. So that was a wake-up call. Can't walk for me to tighten up. Said, yeah, this wall in the tree of knowledge is going to be there. I can't be out here every night. But, I mean, it, right. was, it was such a great experience. I, 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 I cherish every moment I spent on the yard. I, I loved it. I got lifelong friends from the yard that I still nice. talk to on a daily basis. Actually, earlier this week, July 10th, what was that, two days ago. Made 29 yeah. years that I graduated from Grand. Yeah, you so
2: yeah, yeah, you posted yeah. that, man. You posted that. And, and it you know doesn't seem well,
3: like 29 I, years. No, but yeah, crazy. That's crazy. it has been 29 years since I walked across the stage at the T.H. Harrison
2: Auditorium. Wow, man, that, that's some good stuff, man, and, and I love to hear stories like that, man, for sure, and, and I'm sure our, our listeners do as well, man, just, you know, why you chose your, you know, your respective university or college or, or what have you, um, yeah, yeah that, that's some great stuff, man, That that, that is some, uh, some really good stuff, man, and I know you always say, you know, especially during football season, you know, you talk about, you know, you talk about your LSU Tigers, of course, we know that, but about your Grambling State Tigers a little bit more uh you know a little bit more proud. It sounds like you you know, when you when you're talking about your Grand State uh uh tigers. It's, you can hear your chest is out. You can hear your chest is out. And <laughs> it's for you, you know when, when when you talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. So uh you know, it's a good stuff man and uh, we're gonna continue we're gonna continue this segment, ladies and gentlemen. And we're and we're gonna talk about um individuals, um, HBCUs. um we're gonna let you handle that and we're talking about, you know, whomever you know the case may be, you know, you know, there's so many different um State alum. I mean we're talking about like, Doug Williams uh the the, the uh, first black quarterback to uh, to win a Super Bowl. Um uh, this name is someone I have over the top of my head. Um, got Erica Badu. Um yeah, we I'll all know who Erica Badu is. I-
3: I was, I went to school there, Kabadu. I mean, I didn't know him personally, wow. but we were right. on the yard at the same time. E-40, okay. E40 was E40? there the year before. Yeah, E-40, Graham, mm-hmm. but he left the year before I got there. But uh, okay. Natalie DeSalle, the chick that used to be on Eve, the chick from uh-huh. um, So You Want to Be a Player, Bill Bellamy's Sister, yeah, she yeah. was there even before I got there. It's just like it we have a lot of notable alum. And of course everybody knows Coach Eddie Rob. If you know anything yeah. yes. about college football,
2: you know Coach Eddie Robinson. Yeah, for sure, man. And uh E forty man, he you know, he's out he's out west right now. I believe he's a, he's a forty three town forty nine he's from the Richmond, California area, the Bay area. But yeah, oh, he's wearing okay, an okay. alone. Yeah, yeah, he's a, yeah, yeah, I know he's a 49 United fan, man. So, but yeah, it's it, it's crazy how it uh, it, it intertwines, man. And, uh, for sure. All right, good stuff there. Good stuff there. All right, uh, we've got to All right, we're up against the clock right here, ladies and gentlemen. So let's do this. I'm gonna forego the pause here. Let's just go right into it, and that's our, our one ticket segment here, E. Uh, this is a pretty simple one, E. This I'm not gonna. It's not gonna take too much time, but um, hopefully it makes you think, though. Hopefully it makes you think, and you, you know, this is uh, one ticket, ladies and gentlemen. If you're new to the one ticket segment, is is um, I give you four events, or I give E four events, and whomever call in, I'll give you four events but only one ticket. So you can only use this, you can only use the one ticket for any of these four events. So with that being said, E, this is draft day, the war room. You're in the draft day. It's draft day. You're in the war room. I'm going to give you four war rooms, and you give me the one ticket you would use the war room for, or you use the, uh, the, the war, room, uh, war room you would want to use. All right, the first one, we got Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys. This is draft day, day one. You know, and I, and I forget day two, day three, three all laugh, but day one, <clears throat> Jerry Jones. The second one, you got John Lynch, of the San Francisco 49ers. Number three, you got Howie Roseman of the Philadelphia Eagles. And number four, you got Bill Belichick of the uh, New England Patriots. One ticket. Uh, you got four war rooms, one ticket. What war room are you using that ticket for?
3: I think I'm going to go into the Dallas war room. And the okay. reason I say that <laughs> because some of the things that Jerry be trying to make. Because the right. rumor out there is Jerry wanted uh, to draft Johnny Manziel. And they almost had to hold Jerry down. Wow. For making what now we see would have been a monumental mistake. So I just want to see the shenanigans that goes on in there because Jerry if you remember Jerry's interview on 60 Minutes, Jerry said, I can't see being involved with the Dallas Cowboys and not being in the position I am to make the decisions. Because they asked, Jerry, why won't you bring in the general manager? And yep. Jerry like, no, nah, dog, if I'm going to do this job, I'm doing this all the way. And you know, Jerry, 100 years old, he's old and senile now. So <laughs> we have to try. I want to see what's going through Jerry's mind. So, yeah, that's the ticket I would actually use.
2: But yeah, it, you know it's funny you said that because even though I'm a, you know, a diehard 49ers fan and I want to see what John Lynch sounds like, I actually want to see I want to see, I want to be in that same war room, man, with Jerry Jones because I want to see the the the, the thought process that, that goes behind him not trading or him not answering calls or him, you know, drafting certain players. I want to see that. Even though I really want to see how John Lynch works. And Howie Roseman is up there, too, uh, as well, because he's, he's done a lot of wheeling and dealing, man, You know, last and the time he's been there. But I'm going to go with you, Ian. I'm, I'm going to say Jerry Jones, because I just want to see, you know, what his thinking is. is. Is it influenced by, you know, bourbon? Is it influenced by uh, whiskey, <laughs> whatever Scott, the case is? He's
0: a Scotch yeah. drink. He's, he's a, 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 a Scotch guy? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he's I, gotta okay. Gotta I thought he
2: was a Scotch. Okay, I thought he was I thought he was a bourbon guy. He looked like a bourbon guy to me. Okay, so Scott, guy. Yeah, I want to see how much of that is influenced by Johnny Walker Blue. <laughs> For sure. All right, good stuff there, E. All right, next one here, E. We got our Who, Who Am I segment, man. Got a few of them here. I, you know what, E? I didn't realize some of these. I think they're easy, but, you know, because obviously, you know, I created the Who Am I. Just, just like with your segment, you kind of find it to be easy because you create them. But, um. We're up against, you know. I, I'll, you know what? Because we got our 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 our, our uh, who care segment, our E we care segment. So I'll, I'll cut it in half. I'll do five here. I won't do the full ten here. Uh, let's do this one. All The right, first one here. E is uh, I played at Oregon State. I was drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals, and I last played for the Miami Dolphins. Who am I? Let me know if I you need me to repeat. At, I
3: played at Oregon State.
2: I was drafted mm-hmm. by the
3: Bengals. I last played at Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of popular Bengals.
2: Uh, uh Sasa? Uh, no, that is incorrect. It's actually Chad Ochocinco.
3: I, I thought about Chad, but I didn't know he was C.F.A. at Oregon State. But that does yeah. make sense now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: All right. All uh, right. Next one. Uh, Maybe have a guess, I don't know. Let's see. All right. Uh, I played at Central Florida. I was drafted by the Denver Broncos, and I last played for the New Orleans Saints. Who am
3: I? Oh, my man. Um. Um. Member Capital Corporation Incorporated. Uh what's his name? Cuz he had the, the mental thing and the uh, Brandon Brandon Marshall.
2: There you go. Good stuff. There you go. All right. All There's right, no
3: next Omega one. Can't Bible,
2: <laughs> okay. I didn't even know that. Good stuff there. All right, next one is uh I played at uh University of Tennessee. I was drafted by the then Washington Redskins. And I last played for the Oakland Raiders. This might be one of the hardest ones, actually. Give me those again. Sure. Played at the University of Tennessee. I was drafted by the then Washington Redskins. And I last played for the Oakland Raiders. Who am I? <clears throat> Let's see, okay.
3: That one I don't know because I'm trying to. The University of Tennessee most popular one is Peyton Manning. And yeah, I know it's
2: not fading. Uh, yeah, I know I gotta pass on that one. All right, that's uh Heath Heath Schuler. That I
3: was never a tough one. got on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's a
2: tough Yeah. I don't know what made me think of him, but uh well, we got our uh, we got our good buddy, uh Mr. Jason Collins. Ooh, looks like we got got some static there. It's uh Jason Collins who's our uh frequent caller and our, my co host on uh sideline speak on Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. Jay, do me a favor. Uh, hang up and call again because we got a lot of uh, feedback or static or what have you. If you can hear us. <clears throat> All right. Uh, next one is... Uh, let me see here. Who do I have? All right. All right. Okay. Where am at? Okay. Um, I played at um, USC, University of Southern California. I was drafted by the then San Diego Chargers, and I last play for the New England Patriots. Who am I?
3: No no, 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 not the Damian Thomas, the other one.
2: Um, um, uh, Marshall Falk. Oh, wow. You know, a lot of people thought it was a running back. Actually, no, it's actually Junior Seau. Oh, Okay. You, when you stay out. All right, we got our good buddy Jason back on. Again, Jason uh, is our, our frequent caller, and he's my co-host on Tuesday nights on the, the Sideline Speaks with Brittany Jones. Uh, you catch us on YouTube, 7 p.m., Twitter, all that good stuff. Mr. Collins, how are we doing this evening, my brother?
4: What's going on, fellas? I, I got the text from E. It's a good category tonight, man, so I'm trying to get that W. <laughs> all
2: right, yeah, Jay, all
3: this right. This, so, this, this was yeah. your being your wheelhouse as an educator.
2: Yeah, Jay, well, my money time. on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got my money on you too, Eason. I mean, uh, Jay, as soon, soon as you said educator, I'm out. Or I'm, I'm out immediately. All right, e., uh, last one here. Let's see if uh, if Jay could get this one too. Um, let's see here. Um, I'll do. Let's see, Jay. I'm trying to do one I didn't do last night because uh, I did a couple of them. I didn't do all of them last night. All right, this one here is um, this might be an easy one, E. You might get this one, eh? All right, I played at the University of Florida. I was drafted by the New Orleans Saints. And I last played for the, then the Washington Redskins. Who am I?
3: Playing in Florida.
2: Drafted by the Saints. Mm-hmm.
3: Last played at Washington. Yeah, I'm thinking quarterback. Uh... <clears throat>
2: No, go mm. You stumped me again, walk out I don't know. Oh, wow. Jay, do you, you know that one by any chance?
4: Man, that is a tough one, man. Wow. Um, played at Florida, drafted by the Saints.
2: Yeah, and last played for the Redskins. The, 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 and last
4: played for who? Who did they play for last?
2: The Washington Redskins. The, Washington. Washington.
4: I don't know, man. It, I, nothing's oh. coming to me. I'm gonna have to pass okay. on that.
2: All right, that's cool. This is the reason why I became a Florida Gator fan, ladies and gentlemen. Danny Warfel is the answer. Okay. I, Danny okay. okay. I can see yes, that. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. I
3: not think of his name.
2: All right, good stuff, there, good stuff. All right, I'll leave it there, man. And I know um, that's five right there, so I'll, I'll, I'll save some of them for, for a later date. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that means that, uh, that uh, Who Am I segment is has been completed. So we're going to do, uh, start our uh, K-Walk and East scott Cares When No One Else Cares segment. We're going to take a quick pause when we come back. Uh, he's going to read the letter, and then we'll give our thoughts and opinions on that. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning to Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio.
3: So we got a pretty good one for you. tonight. it's pretty short, and I think it's pretty straightforward. But I like to hear what J K. and K Walk got to say. Uh, dear K Walk and E Scott, my husband and I have been together for two years and married for four months. The past four months have been pure hell. He's a completely different person. On Father's Day, he received a card from a woman telling him what a great father he is. I questioned him about it and come to find out he has a child that I knew nothing about. We have a joint account, and I noticed $20,000 was missing from it. I questioned him about it, and he said that he had some debt he needed to pay out. 15000 of that was money that I personally put into the account. I just found out that he's paying almost $4,000 a month in child support for two kids. Mind you, his, he has a daughter that lives with us. He lied so much that I had to Google him and come to find out he's been married four times and only disclosed two of them to me. He has five kids, all by different women, but only disclosed three to me. I care deeply for him and his daughter. However, I'm seriously considering getting an annulment and running for the hills. If I knew then what I know now, I never would have said I do. Please help. Sincerely ready to run. Okay, ready to roll. let me tell you straight up, get your ass up out of there. You need to run for the heels. I mean, you talking about a dude who has been married, you, I'm assuming you said four times, so I'm assuming you the fifth wife. Okay, the yep. first wedding, you're excited about. The second wedding, you might get geared up for that. By the third wedding, you're like, yeah, whatever. The fourth wedding, you're like, why am I doing this? The fifth wedding, hey, man, just tell me what time to be there. I, 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 and, and you got these kids that you didn't know nothing about. You're put some money to an account with him, all of a sudden $20,000, Mr. Okay, if this dude, there had to be some signs, some red flags there that I'm assuming you ignore. Because unless this dude has a very high-paying job, which you That's never said he does or not, Okay. When he pay four thousand dollars a month in child support, when y'all were just dating, this dude was struggling. I mean, I'm talking mm-hmm. about you go over his house. His kids don't say Del Monte; they just say Beans. He don't say uh, Del Monte, uh, uh, Green Giant. It just say Core with the white label because if, unless you make a whole lot of money, four thousand dollars a month in child support, you
0: struggling.
3: I mean, unless you live with your mama. Yeah, you Mm. still. You struggle. So it had to be some signs there. Now, you said, Okay, he lied so much you had to Google him Hey, dog, you might would have wanted to Google him before y'all got married. I'm not right. saying that any of this is your fault because it's completely not, but, yeah, you right. you got to get on up out of there. I mean, he already stole $15,000, you, because that's exactly what he did. I mean, because if he already stole yeah. 4000 a month in child support, yeah, he needed this $15,000, they are probably finna lock him up, probably take the driver's license. He's all trying of I don't know. But the thing that really <laughs> got me, when you find out, okay, he took told you he had already been married two other times, but you find out really it was four. Is that really that big of a difference? I mean when right. you are number three, at some point it's his fault. I mean, ain't yeah. no way five five different women four different women that left you. Now maybe one or two of them had issues or whatever, but if mm-hmm. you've been married five times, you're the problem. It's you. Like George Cadenza said, it's not you, it's me. Mm-hmm. No, if it's anybody, mm-hmm. it's me. I mean, you
0: definitely
2: So, um,
3: k can, can you help her out? Because I ain't got nothing for
2: her. Hey, I, I'm right along with you on this one, man. And, and you know, I think the last thing she says, she's thinking about getting an annulment. Well, they've married four years. I don't know what the so statute four, of limitations They've been married four months. They've been together two oh, four years months. and married four months, Yeah. Oh, I thought you said four months. Okay, I'm sorry, I read that wrong, or I, mean, I heard that wrong. Oh, so yeah, yeah, go, yeah, please. Um, by by any stretch, I mean by all by by all means, go after that annulment because you you don't you know it's like Chandler said in Friends. What did I marry into? You know, what did I marry into? I want to know what's going on here. You knew about you knew what uh, two marriages, and you've been married twice. You know two more than that. Like you said, E, if it's four times, it's you. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I said the same thing you say. E. One, my motto is one and done. <laughs> so, but two, you know, possibly if I, you know, depending on how long I've been married previously. But three, four, it's got you. It, it signs are written. It, it, it's him, and then you don't know about the other what three children. Or two, there was two children he he withheld, is that correct? Uh, two, three I think because
3: he he got three, two or three, he lived three. with him he knew about two and he didn't know about two. When he it was two it was two too many.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Whatever it was, whatever the number was. But um, yeah, and going to the back like, to the four thousand dollars a month in child support. I mean, I don't know what kind of job that this guy has, and you know that generally means that you know uh, that you know your, your check is getting garnished. So he must be making some serious money, but maybe it isn't. Maybe it isn't getting garnished. I don't know because he took fifteen thousand dollars out to uh, to cover debt or to pay for debt. Child support is dead if you fall behind, ladies and gentlemen. So um, I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, head for the hills, head for the hills. I mean, the writing is on the wall. Head for the hills, head for you know, you know, all that good stuff. The caves, get away from this man as much as you possibly can because um, it, it's just it's the signs are, are are there. I mean, I don't know what more. You, you you have to see what more you have to hear or how much more money that you have to lose before before you get it so yes get the annulment it's only one month get the annulment and uh and head for the hills hopefully you can you know have still have a a good relationship with i believe you said um he likes his daughter um that they live with so hopefully you, may, you can maintain a relationship with him talk to her and make sure she doesn't follow some dudes like, you know, she don't start liking some dudes like that, you know, learn from your mistakes, uh, if you will. So, yeah, definitely head for the hills.
3: Jay, you got anything for her?
4: Yeah, man, I got something for her. She needs to get up out of there, E. Um, <laughs> look, here's the thing. Like, let's say before she found out about all this, he came in, an, in a, a, a rare, honest moment and sat right. down and told her everything. That would have been enough to say, I got to go. But right. then you add on the fact that this man is not just a liar, he's a pathological liar. <laughs> he lies about everything. Uh, so uh, the only you... thing to do, you got to cut your losses. Ready yeah. to run, cut your losses now. you only been married four months. Yes, you lost some money. Yes, you lost some time. Don't fall for the, oh, things might get better. If you don't cut your losses now, it's only going to get worse. Heck, who knows, a couple months from now, you might uncover a couple more kids and a couple Fact. more marriages. So
2: cut your losses oh, now,
4: ready to run, and get out of there.
2: Ready, set, go. <laughs> I'm, I'm just
3: trying to figure out how is he paying for 4000 a month is child okay. for, and he wasn't struggling before they got married because clearly once they got married, he went ahead and took this $15,000 expeditiously. Think so yes. unless he's like a doctor, lawyer, sports agent, professional athlete, he had to be struck, because, I mean, you can make a decent living, but if you got $4,000 unacclaimed dollars just going out the door, now, like, you could have $4,000 expenses, a month. but you got a house, you got a car, I mean, you, you, got, you know, you're paying bills, so you're getting some ROI, return on this investment. But when $4,000 a month is going out the door and you get nothing back, again, unless you make a gang of money, Hey man, it's tight on you. The signs had to be there. I mean, like I said, when when you when when y'all go out to dinner and he he calls the fancy that up going through the Bird King drive through and, <laughs> and let you get the cheese on your whopper. Like that, 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 I mean, you know, that, that, that had to be the sign. That's all I'm
4: sorry. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was his idea to get that joint account, too. As fast oh, as you
3: Let's go ahead and
4: put that money in a joint account. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely, brother. <laughs> <laughs> no direct yeah, deposit that? for him. He's still getting yeah, his checks cash. as a check cash in place where he's going to the bank <laughs> and get that check. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah,
3: that, that's about all I got for him, man. So all I think right. we're out in agreement. Yeah, she need to get all on the right. bottom there, that quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah,
2: uh, I need so. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's that time for uh, East Scott's entertainment segment. If you're new to it, stay on your toes. Um, if you're a long time listener, you know where it goes. All right, sports talk with K Walk and East Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh. <laughs>
1: How you do that, death? How you do that, death? New Orleans How you do that, death? Let me get you How you do that, death? How you do that there?
3: Alabama, Atlanta. How you do that there? Florida, How you, that there? How you do that there? Who that? They want to do that. Hey, so what up, guys? So tonight I got for you an oldie but a goodie because we didn't use Uh-oh. all of them last time. We got state capitals. I'm going to give you the state. Okay. You give me the capital city. Jay, I'm expecting a good performance from you, or we're going to have to move you up out of the education field and get you yeah, out the Yeah, I should be good with else. this. Yeah, I should <laughs> be
2: all right with start. this one, too. So. So, uh, Carol, on. we're
3: going to start with you. we got 21 of them right. on the board. State, Cal, three right. daily
2: doubles. All right, let me just get my, my stuff queued up here so I can be on point. <laughs> Oops. All right, give me number one. <clears throat>
3: number one, Texas, the great state of Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas.
2: Uh, I think that's, it said, oh, uh, well, I don't want to say it again. I know Jay knows. Uh, Austin. I want to say Austin. Final answer.
3: Austin is the correct
4: answer. Austin
3: is the capital of Texas. Jay, give me one.
4: I'll take number two.
3: Number two. California knows how California. California
4: capital is sacramento final answer
2: Light the being. that is that is correct <laughs> ky <laughs> all right give me number let's see 21
3: <clears throat> number 21 nevada what is the capital city of nevada
2: oh man
3: i know
2: uh, i know everybody wants to say it no what is uh, nevada
0: nevada nevada
2: we oh my god Reno. Final answer. <laughs> nah. That
3: Reno Reno nine one one is incorrect. Jake, what's oh.
4: the answer? The, the answer K walk is looking for is Carson City. Final answer.
2: Carson that City. Okay. Carson oh, City man, is that the correct movie.
4: answer. Jake, oh, kind of airs my movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna just keep going in order. Give me number three.
3: Number three, Alaska. What is the capital city of Alaska?
4: Alaska is Juneau, I believe, final answer.
2: Yeah, you're right. That I knew is, that. that. That is correct. K-Wop. All right, give me number 20. Number 20. Number
3: 20. Montana. What is the capital city Ooh, of Hanna, Montana?
2: Oh, my God, I don't know That's Montana. Why did I pick 20? Um. I don't even know any any cities in Montana. I don't know capital. I don't know any cities. I can't even guess a city in Montana. Um, uh, Hannah, final answer. Hannah
4: Montana. I don't know. That is
3: incorrect. Uh, Jay, you can you can steal another one. I
4: don't I don't know this one. I don't know final answer.
3: The correct answer was Helena. 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 Helena.
4: I got the letter
3: for the correct letter. <laughs> uh, Jay, we're you.
4: All right. Give me number four.
3: Number four. Number four. Maryland. What is the capital city of Maryland? Oh, I know.
4: Annapolis. <laughs> final
2: answer. Yeah.
3: That, that is correct. Uh, K-Walk, you need a daily double because Jay is
4: running oh, nice. away with it. All
2: right. All uh, right. Uh, give me number. Let's see where I'm at. Uh, Jay took my numbers. Give me number eight. <clears throat> Ooh. Number eight,
3: Tennessee, what is the capital city of Tennessee?
2: Uh, I know this, and that's
3: Nashville, final
2: answer.
3: Nashville is the correct answer. Jake?
4: Uh, give me number five.
3: Number five, Iowa, what is the capital city I- of Iowa? I-
4: yeah. Ooh. Is it Des Moines, final answer?
3: That is correct. Des Moines we also would have accepted Des Moines, but it is Des Moines. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Uh,
2: uh okay, well. Give me number let me see where am I give me number seven.
3: Number seven. Virginia. What is the capital city of Virginia? Oh, yeah, Virginia yeah. also uh, little known yeah. fact, Virginia is a southern state. Doesn't seem like it, but it is south yeah. of the
2: Mason Dixon. It is I always thought it was. I didn't uh, I never I never questioned that. But it's um it's uh Whitley, uh Whitley, Whitley, Whitley. Hey, Richmond, final answer. Mm-hmm. Richmond
3: is the correct answer. Jay. Uh, uh
4: give me number six.
3: Number six, daily double. <sighs>
4: Jay, you have twenty
3: five, K Walk has fifteen. How many do you wanna risk?
4: I'll bet fift- I'll bet fifteen.
3: You will bet 15. Your clue, Kentucky. What is the capital Kentucky, city of Kentucky? The
4: bluegrass state, the okay. capital of Kentucky. It's not Louisville. It's not Lexington. Uh, I don't know, E. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Final answer. I don't know. Damn.
3: The correct answer is Frankfurt. We got oh, t- we got ourselves a game now. K15, wow. you down to
4: ten?
2: Yeah. Uh, wow. I did not know. Um. Wow. All right, Jay. Appreciate it. Uh, give me number eleven. Number eleven, Wisconsin.
3: What is the capital city of Wisconsin? I was that? Madison. Uh,
2: uh, Madison. Final answer.
3: <clears throat> that is that is correct, Jay. where are you?
4: All right. Give me number nine.
3: Number nine. Rhode Island. What is the capital city of Rhode Island? Rhode
4: Island, Island is oh, Providence. Yeah, Providence. Final yeah, answer.
3: Yeah, that is correct. Providence is the correct answer. Uh, K walk. All
2: right, give me number. I'm trying to channel my inner E here. Uh, thirteen, one, three.
3: Number thirteen. West Virginia. What no, is the capital city of West Virginia? And you got to get this
4: one for Coach. Yeah, I know,
3: right? Charleston. It's Charleston. Follow answer. I is this, there. Charleston so, yeah. is the correct answer. Uh, Jay, we on you. Yeah, this is going to be all a right. game of give, daily doubles.
4: Give me number 10. Number I'll 10,
3: take... daily double. Dang it.
0: Right, okay. <laughs> I'm K-Walk
3: getting it all. At, n- Okay, k Well now has 25, and you have 15. So to double up, you've betting it all. Your clue, South Dakota.
4: South Ooh, Dakota. Yeah, I know that. I, One of I, things I we don't it's, use. I believe it's – I'm not sure if how to pronounce I think it's Pierre, final answer. Yes. That is, that is correct.
3: Pierre is the correct answer. Ooh, we yeah. get ourselves a game. You right back, K. Walt. there's one day to double. <sighs> I think no whoever gets this guy gonna... a double, I think it's going to win it. I
2: yep. agree. Seventeen.
3: Number seventeen, North Carolina. What is the capital oh, city of North Carolina? Yeah, right. Raleigh for final answer. Raleigh. Raleigh is the correct answer, Jay.
4: I'll take number twelve.
3: Number 12, Wyoming. What is the capital city of Wyoming?
4: That's a tough one, but I think it's Cheyenne, final answer.
3: (laughs) Cheyenne is the correct answer. Let's
2: see. Mm -hmm.
3: Only a few left. Uh, All
2: right. Uh, 19.
3: Number 19, Nebraska. What is the
2: capital city of Nebraska? Yeah, I almost went to Nebraska. Uh, uh, why, Camille? Um, uh, Lincoln, Lincoln, final answer. Ooh. Lincoln no is the, Lincoln is the okay. correct answer.
4: Jay, uh, give me fourteen. Daily devil Nice. <laughs>
3: Uh, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 all. We are oh, at a man. dead heat. How I many right. you want to risk,
4: Jay? I'm going to bury K. Walk with this one. I'm right. risking it all.
3: So 35. Your clue. Washington State. What is the capital Washington city of Washington State? State it is
4: Olympia, final answer. That
3: is correct, and I think that might be for the win. Uh, my math, my math, math is, so yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and run it on out. Okay, what well, we got? Fifteen, sixteen, eighteen.
2: Give me all three.
3: <laughs>
2: Give me fifteen. Fifteen. Number
3: fifteen, Pennsylvania. What well, is the capital uh. of Pennsylvania? That's
2: Harrisburg, final answer That is correct,
3: Jake we got sixteen and eighteen.
4: 16. I'll take sixteen.
3: Six, sixteen is Oregon. What is the capital city of Oregon?
4: Oregon, the big O. Uh, shoot, I don't know if I know that one. Oregon. Uh, I don't know it. I, I'm not sure. Final answer.
3: Uh, you can still care what. Uh, yeah, but
2: unfortunately, I don't know the combination that is safe, so I can't steal it. Um, <laughs> um, Oregon, Oregon. I don't know any states. I mean, any cities in Oregon. I'm just going to say, um, um, I don't know. Uh, Juno. I don't know. Final answer. I don't know.
3: Salem, Oregon was the correct answer. Uh, oh, okay. The very last one goes to UK Walt. I think that's mm-hmm. the last one. That's the last one you have. Yeah. Uh, the very A-team, last yeah. one is, New Mexico. What is the capital city of New Mexico?
2: Yeah, that's I should be uh, Santa Fe. Santa Fe. Final answer.
1: Yeah, yeah. That
3: is correct. I won yeah. it by a whole <laughs> lot too. Not that much. That Well, hold on hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on,
1: Hold I ain't going out
3: that bad now. <laughs> no, no, you good, but that, that last daily double got you, dog.
2: Yeah, I know he got all three 50, too. That's yeah, like, 60, well, it was
4: all about he the got daily double at night.
3: 10, 20, yeah. 30, 40, 45. 70 to forty-five. That was a good show, but yeah, my money was okay because you know our education system, except for here in Florida, is thriving around the rest of the country. <laughs> hey man, uh, I, I, can't
2: I, I I tell you what, man, you got lucky with that, man, because you got the double doubles. But uh, yeah, you yeah, know what, I'll keep it we up.
4: didn't miss yeah. too many of those. We yeah. only missed probably what like three or four maybe the whole thing? Yeah. so that was
2: pretty that was that's a good showing yeah. yeah that's why i knew it'll yeah. come
3: down to the daily I Okay, well, if we got some approved music go ahead and cue it for that <laughs> <day>. will do <laughs> did you realize that you were a champion an era? yes i did yeah. so i packed it up and brought it back to the crib just yeah. a little something to show you how we live yeah. everybody doing it but it ain't that serious yeah. Yeah. That's that shit. Do it, we gon' do it. Do it just like this. Yeah.
0: Did you realize that you are
3: a Yeah, that was good. That was good stuff. So like, if we do music, TV, and movies, yeah, those are not Jay strong suits But if we do anything educational or general trivia, they have a strong showing. So yeah, Jay, uh, you got to come back next week and defend your title. I got to uh, come up with something this week, and we'll mix it up again next week. Okay, well, it looks like we got about six minutes left. We can get a couple more things in. So, yeah, go ahead and bring it yeah. on
2: home. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. So, good stuff there, Jay. You know, and this is actually my strong suit, too, as far as, as, far as the capital. I'm pretty good with that. But I, I just I just needed one Daily Double, just one yeah, Daily yeah. Double.
0: Man. Yeah, That's Jay all got all you one. and he actually
4: missed one. And he, he missed, missed one, too. Copy. They yeah, had man. us memorizing probably, those capitals, man, back in the day in elementary school. We had yeah, to, to know those things front and back, man.
3: K-Walk, exactly, did you notice how yeah. he took a little solo shot at you? He was like, I'm going to go ahead and bury
2: K-Walk with this one. Oh, no. <laughs> and that, me. I would have would have done the same thing because it was easy after that point. The hard ones were out of the way after that point. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. All right, good stuff there, man. Um, look, uh, we're up against the clock, so look. Let's just close it out here. You know, like I do all the time. Uh, Jay, thank you so much, brother, for uh, for joining us. We so appreciate you appreciate for you, doing Jay. that. Yeah, for sure, man. Appreciate you for uh, for bearing me, if, if you will. So with this being <laughs> said, man, I, I guess this was meant to be, man. Because my my uh, my my quote for the night is this: Champions keep playing until they get it right. <laughs> That's appropriate for the night for you, Jay.
0: For sure. So, for sure.
2: Uh, so. The good stuff. All right. I'm K-Walk uh, for, for E. Scott, the Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott. we never had it so good, Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, God willing, we'll talk to you next week. Yo.